Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to Everyday Entrepreneur Everywhere. This is Chris Parker, and I am having a conversation with Miguel Angel Rojas, who's coming in from Madrid in Spain. And Miguel and I are both part of, well, a few communities, uh, at least the Open EXO, uh, Exponential Organization Community, and the Purpose Alliance Community. And we will talk about that, I am sure, uh, during this conversation. Uh, but before we get into the, the those communities and topics, Miguel, can you share with us what is it that you do and why do you do what you do? Uh, <laughs> that's a very good and very important question in this question. Well, the things that I do is that what this is, this will be my how is that I'm dealing with technology, digital transformation and innovation, helping big corporations, mid-sized enterprises and startups to scale up and create additional impact on the world. Uh, because one thing that I've seen before, and this is really related to my purpose, is that when we are talking about digital transformation, innovation, we are talking about technology, I think we are not really topic, uh, talking about these topics, but we are really talking about people, the people that are behind the scenes, the people who is managing the innovation, the people who are you know, managing you know, the different employees on a big corporation. So uh, at the end, we are talking about people. So even... Uh, if my motto is related to digital transformation, innovation, uh, I think it's more related to people, you know, the people that are behind the scenes, the people that are really making the decisions to move this world forward. And, and why is this important to you? Like getting into digital transformation, exponential, you know, the, the human condition for that, what attracts you to that kind of work? Uh, well, I think there are two reasons for that. The first one is that um, when you are getting older and older, somehow you value more the time that you have. So it's mm -hmm. also very important to me to make sure that the new generations are inherit the world that we are living in a, in a better shape than mm -hmm. our previous generation. So for me, impact is, is very important. And, and second, you know, the, the impact on, on, on me uh, about the different people that I, I also uh, talk or walk or have a project with around. So, I mean, this, this, these are the two things that I really consider that are very important. And I'm, I'm happy to continue this journey until the day I die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, how do you do this? So I, I know um, a bit your profile that you, that you do uh, in addition to, to corporate activities yeah. um, you also do workshops and speaking and and some advisory um what, what type of organizations do you support well basically is that uh most of my background when we're talking about my historical professional background came from big corporations mainly so i started you know working on you know being a programmer system administrator and then i become project manager business analyst related to position related to architecture, enterprise architecture, IT strategy. So I went like uh, from pure technical stuff to something that is more related to business. So, you know, all the positions that are like in the middle of that. So um, this is what my background was. But then I, I noticed like, well, I, I can tell you like five years ago, 
I noticed that sun was, was missing when I was working. So in order to have, you know, the impact that I wanted in the wall, corporate wall is not the only wall that are already there, out there. So there are small companies and big companies that are really, uh, they want to have an impact on the wall because they have a very good ideas. And the reason they are not able to access most of the talent that are out there is that because some of the talent are, you know, are being hired by big corporations. So one of the things that I decided to take uh, a look into, it was to at least spend some time of my professional lives beside these eight hours in a big corporation in order to hold all the people, in order to show that the skills that I have can help other people to achieve their dreams. And we're talking about corporates, but also you mentioned about public speaking, how you are able to communicate your message better to the audience. So how, how you should tweak your message in order for people to understand you better. So this is, you know, kind of a stuff of kind of, uh, I would say that this, it was a journey of self-discovery because if I have to, uh, have a conversation with myself like five years ago, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it, it won't be very difficult to try to uh, really know what I'm currently doing right now. Mm -hmm. So, but, but anyway, it's, it's a journey of self-discovery. But maybe in five or 10 years, I uh, have, you know, creating the startups or creating additional ideas. So, but, you know, the, the most important thing is that, first of all, I'm learning. And the second point, I really love working with different people mm. that can provide me with different insights. So when people is always, you know, usually tell me, okay, perhaps you are wrong. I say, okay, yeah, well, yeah, but perhaps I'm wrong. I really love this kind of feeling in which mm. you say, okay, there is a new perspective of mm. the things that I've been believing for the last 20 years. Mm. So this like a click in my mind. I really love it. I really love it. Well, I, I, I love it as well. I'm curious, Miguel, from a technical development background. Yeah. And then you, and I'd love to hear this story. You're, you're an award-winning speaker in Spain. So yeah. ha, ha, those two things oftentimes don't go together, meaning, meaning oftentimes true. developers are quite introverted and, and prefer not to get on stage. So um, how is it that you went from the, you know, the keyboard to uh, performing on stage and, and, and being an, an award-winning speaker? Well, there's a story behind that. Is that uh, the, I had a, a very good friend of mine that came from Colombia because he was working there for five years. And when he came to Madrid, uh, we have a great conversation. Uh, he told me there was a public speaking clubs there in Colombia. And he went there and they taught you how to present to another audience. And I say, well, you know, I'm not really interested in that. I mean, I always do in presentation. And, and, and he replied to me is that we are not talking about PowerPoint. We are talking about, you know, engagement, connection with your audience. So I decided to try. Uh, I started like, I think, six years ago, something like that. The first two years, it was a mess. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, you know, I was, I felt over and over on a stage. So I got, I got a stack. I didn't know which are the words that I have to memorize. I didn't know the techniques, but it made me stronger. So three or four years ago, this organization that is called Toastmaster, uh, when you are a senior member, you can start to compete 
and you can start to compete all over the world with different people. Mm. So basically, you have to prepare a speed, get on a stage, and then start to convince and create engagement with the rest of mm. the audience. And then there are judges that will score you, basically. So, so I was fortunate because uh, I started my competition about public speaking like uh, three years, four years ago. And then I became uh, public speaking. Uh, I got the public speaking championship like two years ago. So I really love it. Uh, it's, you so, know. so how do they score a, a winning speech? Well, there are different criteria. That's a good, that's a good point. Well, there are different criteria. The first one is that uh, they score how you express your emotion if you are able to reach the audience. The second point, I mean, there are many points, okay? But just, just I'll tell you a few points. The structure of your speech, if it's clear, if there is, you have only one idea and you are supporting your main idea with different ideas, how the beginning was, how the end was, uh, the different volume of your voice, the tone of your voice, how you are making gesture with your hand, how you are moving on a stage. So they're like different criteria in which they will basically score you. Uh, they sum up, they add up every point and then you will have a, a figure and then you compete the figure with the other competitors. And if you are better than the other one, you won. It's, that's, the, that's as simple as that. Does the sense of competition make it more or less scary for you? Maybe, meaning uh, is that... Is that, does that put the pressure on or does it get you more focused or how? how no, how? Uh, there, is, there is something that, um, but you, you have to leave it, Chris, because mm. uh, I was scared when I have to speak in front of 500 people, okay? Mm. And the reason I, I was scared is because we don't get used to that. I mean, we are not prepared for that. So for the first two years, you are prepared to that. Basically, is that you start to feel that the stress that you're feeling before going on stage is something that is normal. So you try to control that. And when you are in, on a stage, you are looking at the audience and just wait for five seconds. Just look at them and you say, okay, this is home. I know how it feels. And then you start communicating. This is what you learn. So it's not about the stress. It's about because the stress is already been there. Uh, you'll not get rid of that. But because you have done it like hundreds of times, there are some times in which you say, you know, yeah, I know how it goes. Mm. So, of course, I feel also nervous when I have to be on stage in front of many people. But, you know, it's just the moment in which you have to go up through the stairs until the stage. Then I usually have like five second pause, start looking at the people and then I start talking. Mm. And this is where, where I feel very good about it. Love it. So um, I'm, we're going to talk about Open EXO and Purpose Alliance in, yeah. uh, very shortly. But um, are those some of the topics that you like to present about? So, so if you wanted to inspire or motivate or educate, you know, corporates or startups around digital and, and, and exponential topics, what, what are the types of things that you would love to share from the stage? Uh, there are, there are things that I've already discovered when I have to talk to a startups. The first thing is that it doesn't matter which framework you are using. The first thing that you have to know is to understand your customers, uh, your startups, your corporations. So sometimes they say, okay, I'm really interested in knowing more about OpenExo or Purpose Alliance. And you start talking to them and you discover that the problems that they are having are not really related with these frameworks. So... Uh, 
what I usually do is try to create, first of all, a foundation of knowledge in which we are able to communicate under the same you know, circumstances, we can say. And on top of that, if they want to scale, then we go to Purpose Alliance, we go to OpenSO, we may go to other frameworks. But I think the most important thing is that I will try to use my public speaking uh, skills in order to get additional information from the different customers and then try to adapt the message in order for them to understand better the different frameworks. So because most of the people say, okay, yeah, I love OpenX, so I want to scale up, but perhaps they are not even ready to start up. I mean, perhaps they have to be worried, be more worried about the quality of the products that they delivered or perhaps uh, they are not able to scale because they don't have enough people on board mm. or they don't have the right technology already in the data center or, or on the cloud. I mean, it, it depends. Um, from my personal perspective, I will say that there is no perfect framework. So if we are talking about mm. the scaling, yes, they are very good frameworks. If we are talking about quality, perhaps we can talk about lean. Uh, when we are talking about adaptability, we can talk about agility, agile, scrum, XP, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes, because you already have experience in all these frameworks, you have to pick up specific pieces of information and try to combine all them in order to provide additional value to the customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then let's see, let's see how it works. But the first thing, Understanding, understanding what mm -hmm. the, really the issue is. Let, let's jump into the uh, EXO framework from from OpenEXO, yeah. and I, and people can I think find that at OpenEXO.com. Um, yeah. And there's actually a free foundation training there, so so you can go much deeper into this. Uh, if you want a foundation certificate, it's I think there's a small certification fee now, but um, but the knowledge is all there and, and free, and this is through that community and the Purpose Alliance that that we're we've met. So can you? For people that might not know, can you explain very briefly what the EXO method is or the canvas is and, and why do you love it or, or what, does it, what does it do for you? Yeah, well, when we're talking about OpenXO, it's a, well, basically it's OpenXO is a community uh, that came from a long time ago from the Singularity University from one of the most, uh, I would say, uh, successful books out there, which is called Exponential Organizations, uh, created by Salim Ismail. So basically what, what he did is was that he analyzed different startups uh, or big companies, and he noticed there were like specific attributes that they leverage in order to scale up properly. So this is what it's all about. Uh, when we are talking about the OpenXO methodology, we are talking about specific attributes that you should focus on when you want to scale up your company, a specific framework uh, with different sprints, with different deliverables that you have to meet. In order to get most of it, you'll have to create a whole sprint for your company. But anyway, the most important thing is that there are tools out there, there are people, and there are processes. If you combine all them, you can apply this methodology, attributes, uh, Canvas, you also mentioned tools also, like mm -hmm. uh, Business Model Canvas, or there are many other Canvas that will help you to really define what your business model is all about. So the good point about OpenExo is that it was a methodology that is not really talking about the startups. Indeed, when Salim talks about the startups, they say, you know, startups are small companies. When we're talking about exponential organization, they are different. 
they start like startups, but they increase the volume, the revenue very rapidly. So mm -hmm. that's why the book is all about, the framework is all about. So try to extract the lesson learned from these companies and try to apply to startups in order to make the same journey as they did. This is what I think OpenX is, and I really love it. Yeah, me as well. And, and there's uh, there's two books. There's there's uh, Exponential Organizations. Version two is coming out uh, soon. Um, it's under development now by the yeah. community. Um, and there's also Exponential Transformations, which which describes the the ten week um, sprint. Um, yeah. that people can read there as well. So that's super cool. And now, and how about Purpose Alliance? Because Purpose Alliance is a uh, it's a different thing. Uh, yeah. I think it evolved from from you know, part of the OpenEXO community with uh, Francisco. And Francisco has been on the podcast before, so I'll, I'll put a, a link back there. Um, what does the Purpose Alliance mean to you? And, and, and what, do you, uh, what do you love about that? Uh, I think there are two, uh, for me, the main reason between OpenEXO and Purpose Alliance is OpenEXO is more about events, methodology, advisory, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. When we are talking about Purpose Alliance, it also leverages the OpenXO framework, but I think their main purpose is to create impact on the world. So it's like more doing instead mm -hmm. of, you know, instead of creating, instead of advisory, instead of creating new events. Mm -hmm. Purpose Alliance is more about doing, doing something specific for the people. So it's, it's really more related to the Singularity University motto that they use, but it's, it's about doing. And the good thing about Purpose Alliance, and we already mentioned that before, is that uh, Francisco and the people who create the methodology, I was one of them. Also, I provide feedback about that. Hopefully you did also, mm -hmm. Chris, is that uh, it tries to leverage not only OpenXO, but different methodologies. So in order to take care about the different aspects that you also have to take care, not only the OpenXO attributes, but taking into account things like revenue, finance, people, purpose. So things that are not really mentioned inside the open EXO framework, but they're already up there. So the good point about the Purpose Alliance methodology or Launchpad, as we call it, is that it tries to combine different knowledge in order to create a specific methodology to help people and startups to create an impact on the world. So mm -hmm. perhaps they want to scale rapidly, then they will use more about the open EXO framework, but this is more about impact. Um, people. This yeah. is how I see the difference. I, I don't know if yeah. you, you have the same opinion, Parker. Well, I, I think in, in, uh, I totally agree. And uh, Purpose Alliance has a, uh, the, you know, the launchpad method, which is sort of a meta method if, if someone is, is looking to actually take practical steps to start. Yeah. And impactful. So that, uh, you know, where, whereas, whereas OpenEXO is a bit more abstract that you can apply to uh, different types of business models, but Purpose Alliance sort of makes it a bit more tangible that if you're actually just starting something. Yeah, the thing, the, thing, right. the, thing, the thing that I that I love the most about uh, Purpose Alliance is the global challenges, and I've, I've yeah. participated and have been a mentor on these. And if people are interested, they can go to PurposeAlliance.org. There's a big button on the top called Challenges, and and in there it's it's. Uh, you know, basically, these are hundreds of people all around the world. Yeah. Put into teams somewhat at random. You know, startups can join as well um, to go through a structured, you know, three hour session 
to, to, to come up with ideas in order to, to solve a, a major problem. So we've had, you know, future of education, future of energy, uh, uh, unity around diversity, uh, future of, of the planet. Um, it started, you know, based on, on a COVID response, I think yeah. back in March, 2019, I guess, or I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah, like like two year, one year and a half ago. Yeah, yes, something yeah, like that. In Corona times, sorry, I'm <laughs> losing the years here. But um, those are are so incredible. They're free to join. Um, you meet amazing people, come up with with impactful ideas, and then some of the ideas, if they're if they're, um, I think all ideas have, have, you know, all teams have the possibility of, of doing a three month uh, mentored uh, launchpad work. After but that, yeah. But basically, that. if you're if you're inspired to keep going and actually make impact, then there's support for that as well. So, um, two very beautiful communities and uh, and 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 meeting amazing people. So, um, uh, Miguel, the, the part of your background that that has prepared you to uh, inspire, educate, support you know corporates and startups is your your travel, your curiosity, and your, yeah, and, yeah. And, your <laughs> and your 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 going around the world to dis discover new things. So, how has your um, those kind of experiences uh, contributed to, I guess, your perspective and your and your message to corporates and startups? Yeah, well, I, I think I have a small story here. Uh, it's it's going to be a short one, but when I was younger, I didn't like traveling, and the reason I didn't like traveling is it was because I was so focused on knowing the different monuments, uh, you know, the different places, but I was not really worried about the people that live there. Um, so I noticed that when I, you know, when I was like, I am talking about, I was very, very young when, when I have to travel with my parents, okay? So when I have the financial stability to go by my own, I discovered that there are many people out there. So we all believe that we are the center of the universe, but indeed we are not. And there are different perspectives. Mm. So what you consider is a, a, you know, a major problem for me, uh, it's not going to be um, even a problem, or they cannot describe it that as a problem. You are talking with someone that is in the, you know, in the capital of Nepal, for instance. I mean, it's, mm. it's just that's different perspective. So, and I really love traveling to countries in which the culture is not really European. Well, it's not really related to you know as a Western culture we can say you know, so because the perspective that you have when you try to learn different cultures is that your mind is open, basically it's open. You you are open to new ideas. So when your mind is becoming more open to new ideas, and we are talking about the personal stuff, when you have to talk about professional stuff, it's really the same. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, the position that I'm holding right now in, in, in the corporation I'm working for, it didn't exist five years ago. Mm. So I wasn't prepared for that kind of position. So unless you learn, unless you are able to learn to get yourself training, to meet new people and try to get more knowledge, you know, things are not, are not going to happen. So what I discovered is that uh, when I usually get stuck, and the reason I get stuck is not because the company I work for, is because I have stopped learning somehow. So even it's a small thing, you know, reading reading specific books about something that they are not even related to technology. I think it's, it's something that will open your mind a lot. And when you discover that 
you know, the things that you know are like this. The things that you really know that you don't know are like this. But there are many things, huge, that you really don't know that you don't know. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's really amazing. So I don't know how much time I will be on this planet, but I try to learn as much as possible. I try to be happy with that because I think this is, this is really the only way. So I'm curious, Miguel, um, I'm also an avid uh, book reader. Um, what is the most impactful book on your shelf behind you um, that, that has been most uh, inspirational? Uh, that, that is your go-to recommendation book. You, you I have many books about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've read many good books uh, across my life because I usually read like between 20 and 30 books a year. But one book that I would really recommend uh, is that, yeah, I got it here. Is that one. It's called Sapiens. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's a very good book by Yuval Noah Hariri. And the good point is that he tells the story of humanity from a different perspective, completely a different perspective. The reason why I started to read the book, it was I was really not very knowledgeable about history, about our mm. history. Uh, I know history about Europe, but what about Asia? What about you know New Zealand? What about you know South South America? Is that there was something that I, I was missing when I studied that. Uh, when I started to read the book, it was it was an opening experience because basically is that it gives you additional perspective about the different beliefs that you are having right now. And they are based on you know things that are that mm. happened in the past. So I, I would really recommend this book, not only to you, Chris, but the rest of the audience. Yeah. Because it's this is very, very, very good book. And the there is also a very good point is that there are chapters, so you can stop one chapter and you can continue the next week. And even there is a relationship between the chapters, I mean, you can stop because for people that are very busy, that are always complaining that I'm not able to read books because I am very busy, this is a book for them. Love it. I, um, Sapiens, I, I've not read it. I think I own it. I think I think it's in the, in my stack. I'll have to I'll have to make you it have higher. to read it. <laughs> bring, bring it up higher, um, and we'll also include the, the the link to that on the on the show notes, um, as well sure. as the other books we've we've spoken about. Um, I, I'm um, if people want to get in touch with you, um, you're, you're by the time this podcast is published, your your new website will be uh, available. It's already available now, but it's 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 growing. I yeah. think that's at, at transformation-architect.com. Yes, that is. Um, and there, they it, yeah, there's there's tabs on, on advisory research, keynote speaking, and, and coming soon uh, workshops. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what type of um, workshops are coming soon. I'm curious. I'm curious what. What, what can people expect uh, coming in the near future from from Well, Amigo? yeah, that's true. The, the first idea that I have is that, you know, I try to uh, combine, again, this is a combination. When we're talking mm. about creation, most of the time we're talking about combination. Is that mm. try to give the people the tools that they need in order to communicate their message properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking not only about public speaking, but how to make really presentation. Not, not only PowerPoints, but what kind of information should be on a slide, what kind of information you should give with your voice. So there are many tricks that are very easy. And I think people should take advantage of them because mm. one of the main problems that I've seen in this world 
it's not really because we are having different opinions, which is right. I mean, great, you can have different opinions about you know, many things. But if you are not able to communicate why these opinions are important to you, uh, we are going to have a problem, mainly in the future. Um, I'm talking about perhaps not, it's not really the right situation about the coronavirus and the pandemic and all this stuff. But we have discovered that, you know, your countries are not really coordinated. And this mm. uh, it was a global threat. So why we are able to sit every prime minister at the table talking about, you know, uh, war in less than one week. And we are, when we're talking about health and we're talking about education, which I think they are most important topics, we are not able to even, you know, call them among them. I mean, they're, mm. they're not calling each other. So they have like specific things for their countries. So I think one of the main issues that we have and is related to education is that we haven't uh, known how to communicate properly ourselves. And communicate is not about conflict, it's about share your ideas and try to build your ideas on top of others. So if you are able to communicate your message properly without offending the rest of the people, even if you have, you know, you can be Christian or you can be Buddhism, or it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can you are always you always have my respect, even if you have different beliefs. But the main point is that when you try to communicate in an offensive way, in something that will make people to uh, be defensive against you, that's not the right way. Mm -hmm. So if I'm able to provide my small piece of knowledge about how people is able to communicate better to each other, I will be more than happy at this. Love it. Um, last, last question um, related to that. And for people can still find it at, at uh, transformation-architect.com and, and under workshops, that'll come soon. What is your massive transformative purpose, which drives you loving helping people communicate? What, you know, how would you describe your own MTP using the EXO terminology? Uh, you're right about that. I don't have it yet, but as ah, okay. Juan and Salim uh, tell me is that I have to work on that. Uh, the main point is that um, I am on the right path right now. Mm. So I have, somehow I'm pretty sure that it will come up you know, there will be one day in which I will get up and say, okay, this is my massive transformation purpose. So I really know which is the path that I have to go through, but I don't, I haven't articulated yet in a proper well, sentence. Well, it sounds like, um, you just, uh, that's what triggered me because it sounded like you just did, meaning you said you would love it if you were able to help people um, articulate their message and communicate their message better. So it, that's why it sounded to me like an MTP statement that you just Yeah, said. you're right about that. Yeah, so I was like, right. like, hey, is that is that is that a, a thing or is that am I am I reading into it here? So no, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's also yeah. good also. But I have to combine something with the, you know, all the harder skills that I know, you know, technology, innovation, and all this kind of stuff. So I have to combine mm -hmm. both worlds into something that really makes sense. So it's not only about communicating the message because I want to leverage all the you know, technical skills that I already have, all the experience in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you already mentioned that at the beginning of, the, of that, is that when would you ask me about how a developer wants to get into public speaking? So, you know, this is like, a, you know, a, an idea that a lot of people have. It's like there are two different disciplines, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I will try to combine all, all of them. Uh, into one one sentence that really makes sense for the people. 
Well, yeah, I think I think mostly it should make sense for you. So um, my, my, my MTV, my purpose statement is to create more joy and meaning in the workplace uh -huh. through the disciplined pursuit of simplicity. Uh, and that has evolved and continues to evolve. I think almost every year I, I, I refine it slightly um, <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, learning and growing every, 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 every moment. Yeah. Uh, and also through moments like this. So it's, um, so right on. Well, I, I look forward to uh, when you, when you have written down your first MTP, uh, uh, send it over because I love to hear it. So <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. I have a temporal one on my yeah. webpage, but anyway, I will have to modify based on your ideas. I think they're very good. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Great. So, um, so everybody uh, on the, the show notes, we're going to have links to the Sapiens book. Um, you can also click through to transformational uh, organs or exponential organization and exponential transformation. Um, also links to uh, purposealliance.org and openexo.com. And of course, uh, to Miguel's LinkedIn page and his uh, new website, transformation-architect.com. So Miguel, thank you so much for joining. This has been delightful. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. I've been honored to be with you today.